Hugh Duncan joins us as a guest on Uplift, chatting about his new album, where the proceeds raised go to the Alma Mater Fund. The Alma Mater Fund provides financial grants to pregnant students facing difficulties at universities in Scotland and Northern Ireland in order to support them in pursuing their academic and professional goals. Thank you, Hugh, for joining um, me in studio today. Uh, it's been a pleasure so far connecting with you. Um, can you share what inspired you to um, create music for the Alma Mater Fund? Okay, well, um, near where I live, there is a, a cave uh, called the Sandbourne, which is claimed to be the place where Mary Magdalene uh, went to after she was chased out of the Promised Land. The French have a, a lot of faith in, in this uh, folklore story. And it was about nine years ago I heard about the place and became fascinated. It's only about an hour and a half from where I live, so I visited it. And uh, a very mystical, uh, spiritual place, I must admit. I was uh, uh, very moved by it. They built a, a chapel inside the cave. And I found out that uh, on the, a wall inside the cave, uh, there's plaques that have been put up uh, by mothers who have lost a child in, in childbirth uh, and various situations like that, stillbirth, cot death, uh, what have you, regretted abortion. And I found out that uh, Mary Magdalene is uh, a patron saint uh, of uh, mothers in this situation. Uh, so it, uh, it made me think, well, um, perhaps there's some way that I can combine my, my love of, of music and also doing something to, uh, to help uh, these uh, uh, mothers in difficulty. There's a place down here in, uh, in Toulon uh, called Les Maisons Bethlehem, where they, uh, the local bishop set it up about uh, 18 years ago, I think. And it's a house for single mothers in difficulty. They're escaping abusive uh, uh, relationships or whatever, or have had one of these kind of traumatic experiences. And it gives them the chance to uh, find a safer uh, place, uh, perhaps retrain in a skill uh, for a job or whatever. Uh, and uh, so I've been in touch with them as well. And um, so si since that, if you like, and then I found out obviously uh, not that long ago, at the beginning of the year, I think, uh, that there was this alma mater uh, fund in Scotland, uh, helping uh, mothers uh, who uh, don't want to have to choose between their, being a mother and, and their studies. And where did you learn about um, a mother fund? Where did you hear about it? Um, uh, it was uh, from uh, some uh, information uh, supplied by SPUC. Um, that's where I, I heard about it. Uh, and uh, it, to me, it seems that it's one of those areas where perhaps the pro-life and the pro-choice people can uh, agree there's an overlap in, in this feeling to help these mothers who, who want to be able to study, but also uh, want, want to keep their child. And so it seemed to be a, you know, a good starting point for, for doing something uh, to, to help them. Exactly. And how did yourself, I know you have... Um... Penny and Rick as well on your team to sing and produce content as well. Um, so how did you connect with those um, two? Uh, okay, uh, Rick Preston used to be the guitar teacher at the International School of Nice, which is where I taught for the last 30 years. I retired uh, last year and Penny's been a music teacher there for I, I, about a decade now, I can't remember. Um, and uh, I've been making music with Rick uh, since, since he left uh, the school about five years ago. He lives somewhere near Lyon, uh, but we've kept in touch uh, via the internet 
recording my own songs. Uh, I'm actually a, a punk uh, singer uh, and writer by by, uh, by my hobby, if you like. Uh, but I do have these other ideas which uh, don't quite suit my my voice, my style of, of music. Uh, so Rick has been uh, taking my songs and doing the backing music. I've been recording my voice. We do it all over the internet, uh, and then he puts them together, and, and and we've made about seven albums of of this kind of music together in the last few years. Then, uh, as I say, I studied, it was about um, five years ago, I got inspired to write songs about the life of Mary Magdalene, having visited the cave. And uh, uh, it was going to originally be a, a musical, uh, a bit of a, an extravagant uh, idea, um, uh, going from her, her time mentioned in the Bible to uh, this life she may have had in the cave. Uh, I cut the project in half uh, because uh, it was just such a big one to do. I was still teaching. And so I just did it about the, the, the mentions of, of Mary Magdalene in the Bible, starting with the unknown sinner the, and the song that opens the album, just asks the question, is this just an unknown sinner or is it Mary Magdalene? Um, and so I started writing these songs over the last few years. When I, when I, when I, write songs I have my acoustic guitar and I sing a bit like Bob Dylan when I do that um, and then Rick made the the backing tracks for each of the songs I then sang them but I realized that it didn't suit my voice uh, as the songs are coming from the point of view of this uh, very important uh, woman in the bible so I approached uh, Penny, who was, uh, I say, the music teacher at the school, and uh, she was uh, interested in, in helping with this project. Um, and so uh, it would have been done quicker if there wasn't the, the lockdown and COVID, uh, which went on for the last few years, and tried to teach under those conditions uh, is also uh, you know, been very time consuming. Were there any challenges um, to creating uh, this album? Well, uh, uh, as I was uh, saying, um, I started uh, writing the lyrics. I used to go for walks, uh, sort of contemplative, uh, meditative walks around the, the, the countryside where I live here. And the, the, the songs would come to me, the words. Uh, uh, that I say the, the songs are based on uh, mentions in the Bible, uh, plus a few which are related to a, a visionary know, uh, called Anne Catherine Emmerich. You might have heard of her. Uh, she was a 19th century German nun, bedridden, and she, she used to have visions of things that were not directly mentioned in the Bible. But uh, years later, some of the things she said were actually found to have occurred. And she had some things she saw about Mary Magdalene. And uh, one of them was when Mary Magdalene was asking uh, Jesus, you know, how can I be a better person and he said talk to my mum basically and that gave me the inspiration for a song called talking to mary so these were going on over the last few years fitting in with with the teaching uh, which is a full-time occupation and uh, then the lockdown hit and that really slowed everything down dramatically uh, trying to teach uh, from the the, the house through a screen to uh, 20 odd kids, uh, especially I'm a science teacher, um, trying to do experiments that way. And, and Penny being a music teacher, obviously that, that was a, um, uh, a challenge to try and get that done. Working from a distance, uh, it's, it's worked very well, I think, considering um, I thought it might have been more difficult, but, but Rick is an excellent uh, musician. We worked together many years ago on some charity 
albums like this. Uh, and uh, we seem to have got on very well together. And so he seemed to know what to do, even if I couldn't play it on, on the guitar. I'm not an outstanding musician, uh, three chords, uh, three notes to sing as a punk. Uh, and I would uh, say, can you make a, something like this? Or he would say, what about that? Uh, and it, it sort of came together. This uh, has a kind of country feel to it, the album. Uh, Penny has admitted that she's not uh, traditionally a country-styled singer, but she was able to uh, to sing in that style and has done an excellent job. She did all the um, vocal arrangements uh, while Rick did all the uh, the instruments. She did the vocal arrangements, the backing uh, vocals of herself. It's her voice uh, in all the voices that you hear. Uh, and then he brought them all together and then added the uh, the extra bits uh, to his, his the basic tune he sent her. So I say that that ended up a lot uh, went a lot more smoothly than I expected. Uh, it's worked very well. Uh, uh, say we live uh, some distance apart from each other, so uh, uh, it's been nice to to have been able to to succeed uh, in spite of the the distance. It's amazing, and you're in France and everything. In terms then of of composition, what is your favorite song from the the album that you've produced? Oh, <laughs> you could pick uh, one. Um... I think I could I can blow my own horn in this sense because it's not me singing and not me playing, uh, but obviously uh, I, I wrote the words the, and the basic tune that they've they've added bits and pieces and augmented it and, and they've done an excellent job turn these these sort of raggedy things uh, rough and ready songs into something which sounds really nice. I suppose the talking to Mary was the first one I'd done and I finished. And uh, that has a, a certain place in my heart because uh, 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 I think e each of us ha has gone through our own difficulties. And it was something that actually started about myself uh, uh, when I was, I was composing this song about talking to Mary. Uh, and uh, and uh, I imagined the same thing for Mary Magdalene uh, from that. So that one uh, has a very strong uh, 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 piece of passion for me if you like the other one is is the song that actually follows i think it's called um uh, here's here is the album uh in old-fashioned cd style uh but uh it's yes it's called walking with jesus and uh, that was a uh an interesting one for me because i researched um the, the bit that follows in the bible after the unknown sinner talks about the women that went round with, with jesus in his mission and it only mentions a few, Mary Magdalene being the, the one mentioned there. Uh, but reading Anne Catherine Emmerich and various other sources, I found out there were many, many other women that were part of the mission. And it, it maybe obviously at the time there that women weren't given such a, an importance, uh, they weren't mentioned. Uh, so, but, uh, but Jesus did seem to... Uh, treat them with the, the same level of, of respect and importance and so I composed that song uh, about all the women that went around with with Jesus uh, listing various uh, various names and the song's very upbeat uh, it's a bit, a bit more rock and rolly I suppose uh, in its style uh, and so that the the, the the way that the, the names get mentioned and introduced, you start to realise that there was quite a, a crowd of uh, of women involved in the in the very early church. Exactly. And how do you nurture your own creativity then, in in terms of uh, songwriting? How do you do that? Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, I've I've plagiarised heavily from the Bible itself. I, I hope that. Uh, that's not going to cause any trouble, uh, but uh, taking these stories and, and turning them into, well, uh, uh, 
my own interpretation that they rhyme and, and that they have the, the meter to, to, to fit in. Um, so I'm hoping that works well. It, it sounds fine to me and the people who've given me feedback uh, say that. Um, I've been writing songs for, uh, well, 50 years or so, uh, from my mid-teens onwards. And uh, uh, I say a lot of them have been very emotionalist in terms of protest songs uh, during the punk era and the, the Cold War periods uh, and the, the governments that weren't doing things right. Uh, and so uh, I find myself uh, writing all the time. It's one of my favorite uh, pastimes, uh, writing poems and stories uh, and songs. And so I, I get it from, uh, from those, uh, those experiences, uh, if you like, uh, that I feel myself, that I can perhaps uh, relate to, uh, empathize with. Uh, I, I don't consider myself an outstanding writer. I, I failed my O-level uh, when I was at school. Uh, hopefully I've improved since then. Um, but uh, yes, it's those kind of things that have, uh, have sort of shaped my, uh, uh, my writing. And in your performing then, who have you performed with? Oh, uh, um, uh, as I said, I, uh, I, I've, I've been more of a punk uh, myself. Uh, I uh, play the guitar, three chords, and I sing and shout. Uh, and I've had uh, in the past uh, a handful of proper musicians, if you like, backing me up. Uh, in recent years, I... I've just relied on uh, Rick's backing tracks and I've been singing live uh, with the recorded backing track, a bit like my own karaoke. And so I've done that uh, at school when I was there and also for local uh, gigs and uh, even um, uh, planned some in, in England, uh, hopefully in, in the autumn. Uh, so that's what I've done. I, I say I, I don't consider myself a strong singer or a strong player. Uh, I perhaps more I'm a songwriter and I've had in fact my some of my students have sung uh, my songs and they've done some excellent jobs uh, they've got lovely voices uh, and they've been able to carry the the songs uh, much better than I could uh, make them sound uh, very nice. So what what is next then for you Penny and Rick have you another album up your sleeve or what's well, cards? Um, uh, a short while ago, Radio Maria England did talk to myself and Penny, and both Penny and the uh, the DJ were pushing for make it a musical, make it a musical. This Mary Magdalene thing. It'd be nice to think it, it could be. Um, the uh, The project is still going on. As I say, what I've I've done is I've uh, uh, gone to my mother's local parish church in southeast London. And the priest allowed me to sell the albums uh, at the end of each mass. Uh, and that was a pilot project to, to get some money going, if you like, to, to fund uh, Alma Mater in Scotland. And I thought anything I do in England can go to uh, the Scottish one and anything I do in France can go to the, uh, the French one here. So I'm hoping to do the same in my local uh, parish church here. Now I'm back in France. Um, uh, Penny think, and again, she thinks bigger than me. Uh, I should actually get the, uh, the production of the albums done in, in a in a more efficient way. It's me, I, literally. I, I I do them by hand. I, I uh, 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 write on each one uh, by hand myself, so they're each sl uh, sort of slightly different, uh, and print them myself and burn them myself. Uh, not everyone uses CD. Uh, 
uh, I have tried to get some MP3 uh, uh, going, uh, but I, I've yet to do the uh, the best thing like they do in Amazon and, and have a, a website where people can uh, order it straight off. Because all the uh, all the profit from all this music goes to some charity, uh, and in this case, this album to, to these uh, single mothers in difficulty. And so uh, it's important to try and get a, a, a most efficient way of getting the funds there uh, and, and, and not and not waste any on, on, on the actual materials itself. So uh, if there's anyone listening who uh, is willing to take on that side of things, I'm not very good at that, I'm afraid, uh, that I'm happy to hear from them um, so that we can uh, we can get this, uh, this these funds where they're needed. Great. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a brilliant project that you have anyway. It's a brilliant album. Thank you. Um, so thank you, Hugh, for all the work that you do. <laughs> No, well, thank you for, for featuring it. As say, it's uh, trying to do something uh, useful uh, with, with this, and and hopefully at the same time uh, have have this uh, uh, souvenir album, which uh, uh, will perhaps get get people thinking as well uh, of the uh, the messages in the songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's one more question I just want to ask. So, uh, you, what would you say to other songwriters out there um, who maybe? Are feeling shy to, to kind of write about pro-life um, topics or songs what would you say to them and maybe some of them aren't even religious maybe they just um, have a desire but they don't know where to start yes it's it's a it's a, a fine line to tread because some people can be alienated by the the pro-life point of view uh, as we've we've seen and similarly uh, those who are from the other side of the fence so to speak uh, uh, may also feel some some kind of uh, defensiveness themselves about their own opinions and as i said i deliberately chose this particular project because i felt that both sides uh, should agree uh, I, th- I guess in the end you've got to uh, to, to what your heart is telling you in terms of if you feel strongly enough about something uh, that to use your your skills your talents or whatever uh, to do something about that uh, there are some people who like to protect the animals uh, some are starving uh, and so um, uh, and like, like the starving for example uh, it'd be nice to to save every single one of the, these starving people in reality that can't happen. Uh, I wish it could. Uh, similarly, uh, here's a place where we can actually do something to save uh, the, the mother and the child uh, in this particular situation and uh, give uh, give them also the chance for, for their studies in the, the case of the Alma Mater Fund and, and in France, perhaps to learn a new skill and to, to, to escape from a, an unfortunate uh, relationship. So so if, if people do have some strong feelings like that, if they have some kind of influence uh, or an audience, they might be able to uh, appeal to, get them thinking at least. Uh, there are some areas where everyone would agree with. Uh, there are areas where people don't, of course, but uh, at least we can do something uh, to improve the situation. Great. Well, thanks again for joining me today on Uplifts. Uh, you, you're a pleasure to talk with. And thanks again for all the hard work that you do, especially raising funds for Alma Mater um, Fund. So, um, yeah, I hope you have a good day and hopefully chat to you soon. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and thank you to you, Catherine, for, for letting me be here. Thanks everyone for joining us today on Uplift. Tune in again next week where we'll have more influential guests joining us. 